listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. All right, gang, welcome back to yet another episode of the AntsMarching.org podcast. This is episode 44. We're recording it on Friday night, September the 5th. So, yes, post-gorge weekend and actually a couple hours before the sleep train show out there in Chula Vista tonight. So yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us, Ants Plus members who are live and um, you know waited through the fifty-seven minute rain delay while Jake and I waited for <laughs> Joe to join us. That was the longest version of rain delay we've ever played. Yes. So we have you a- should have you should have made that part of the podcast. Just fifty-seven um, minutes of silence. They already heard everything that we're going to talk about. Right. So we're going to do this again for you, Ants Plusers. Actually, there's there's plenty to talk about, but. There was certainly a lot of banter that we wasted waiting for Joe. So if this podcast sucks, you can review it on iTunes. And if you give it a thumbs down, just call out Joe M's name. Make sure you just like whoever blasted Jake. Go ahead and and, and take a shot at Joe this time around, please. Yeah. <laughs> but this could this might be a long one. Jake, uh, I'll say this: I know Joe's doing okay because he made us all wait. Jake, how are you doing? I, I'm doing uh, I'm doing quite well. Glad it's September now. We're starting to get a little coolest cool uh, air coming in it's about 93 right now you're in sunny florida so it's it's cooling off we're happy beautiful beautiful joe now that you've had a chance to grace us with your presence how are you doing i'm doing pretty good i'm recovering from the gorge uh getting off of west coast time every morning i had to get up really 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 sucked um wish i was still there yeah guy has a three-day trip and he's jet lagged ouch oh come on it was more than three days it was like five days to a week Okay, but we have a ton of stuff to talk about. Of course, what most of you probably are looking forward to hearing about is uh, the Gorge Weekend. So Joe came out uh, Wednesday night. Jake was unable to make it because he's married and old, but not not really. But Jake You're both is from, of those things, too. Jake is from, <laughs> I know, Jake is from Florida, and it's obviously not a easy thing to coordinate. So it was just, just Joe too and long I. of a drive. Yeah, and I was an extra special asshole during the shows, so I so it was like Jake was there. So I ever, thought the whole reason he didn't come was because he did it for the podcast. We needed we needed somebody's opinion that wasn't at the show, so he decided he'd take one for the podcast. You know what? This is absolutely let's, true. Let's that go is, with that. Let's that is exactly that. accurate. I'll right. go back and edit it and make it seem like that was a plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun. Joe came in uh, Wednesday night. Thursday we – oh, J- Joe was on time, by the way, at the airport for anybody who might know the story out there from the last time he came out here, <laughs> which we'll – We'll save for another one. <laughs> but save yeah, for a never, we'll save for a never one. Yeah, you wish. So Thursday, we ended up um, brewing a clone recipe of Pliny the Elder. As you guys know, we're way into beer. And uh, so we did a, a, a Pliny clone that Joe is looking really nice. I'm ready to um, move it into the secondary fermenter and start doing dry hopping. So maybe, maybe oh, tomorrow cool. for that. Yeah, it's looking good. Looking good. And then uh, Friday, we picked up the RV, the 38-foot Winnebago Class A RV, this beast, and uh, and headed out to the gorge. Um, we ended up getting there about 3 o'clock on Friday, so we had a couple hours to relax before the shows. And we put up the ants flag. We, we lashed it to the top of the RV. So at full mast, we're talking, what, Joe, 30 to 35 feet in the air? That sounds about – I would say – I was gonna say thirty-seven to be exact was my was my estimate. Okay, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah. So in a row. That, that was cool. Uh, we were kind of put at 
one of the outer fringe areas of the uh, of the campground. I think because of the size of the RV. Um, like if you look, if, if if you're familiar with the Gorge Campground, it's very much like a um, a circle that's cut into four quadrants with like you know um, concentric rings that go towards the outside, and we're we're towards the back of one of the of one of the quadrants. But uh, a bunch of people made their way to us. Um, I wanted to specifically call out our friend Marcus. Um, he's what what is his name on the boards, Jake? Is it Marcus DK? I don't know. I that's... think it's yeah. So anyway. All you need to know is Marcus, and he was from Sweden, and the dude is super cool. So he told us a story. He flew out, left his wife and his kids behind, and they were more than supportive of him doing this. He came out for this leg of the tour. So he got all the shows in Berkeley. He hit Bend. He came up for Gorge. Is Jay, Joe, was he going home after the Gorge, or was he hitting the final two? I think this was it. I, I, he's going to stay in Seattle for a few more days, but I, I don't think he's hitting the last two. I think right. he's flying out. So yeah. he got seven shows in about a week. Um, and which talk- he only had what three shows before that, one of which was a Dave and Tim. So right. yeah, he he more than two times the number of shows. Yeah. So and 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 he so he stopped by the RV and visited us, and we we talked for I don't know probably a half hour, and he was talking about how he was trying to get every experience. So he he did pit, and then he did lawn. He was trying to do reserved. He was he was just trying to get a flavor of everything, and and it's just a way to go. I mean, if you have a week in a foreign country. And you're going to see the band and experience everything about it. I mean, he's went, went hiking and climbing. He just the guy. I, I take my hat off to him because that's that's the experience that anybody traveling wants to go through. So that was pretty cool. Joe, do you yeah. have any anything to add? No, Marcus is awesome. Um, it was cool. He uh, it was cool to get his opinion. And um, I've had the the luxury of talking to a number of different people that are, have the challenge of being a fan overseas. It is not easy. We have a pretty darn pretty darn good to have such a good band in our backyard. Um, and a lot of people overseas have, um, you know, found the DMB bug, but have the difficulty of going to shows. So it's cool. It's cool to hear how much they go through to be a fan of this band, how they have to wait months, you know, for, to get, to get CD releases. Um, you know, how just, you know, getting merchandises can be, can be difficult. I know the band's done a, a significant job since some of the more later, your um european tours and overseas tours where they now have a you know european store they now you can now get um, a lot of dmb releases on the actual release dates you know with the newer stuff now but definitely a big challenge they don't get all the benefits of record day um they're not on tv it's hard to catch them like i think dave's playing stand up for cancer tonight you know mark is not going to be able to check that out or i don't even sometimes when like you uh, Yahoo does a stream. A lot of times, those things are blocked in other countries, and you can't watch them. So, definitely difficult to be a DMV fan in another country, and to see somebody, you know, overcome all of those challenges and still be a huge DMV fan is pretty, pretty awesome. You, you know, it's kind of interesting you mentioned that because I'm, I'm looking back at um, some of the European tours, and and one of the benefits for the European fans that they're kind of lucky is is the the site Confusion, which is run by Corsina. Um, she runs the the Italian DMB fan site. So Italy's got a pretty good base, but outside of England, um, which at least can semi understand the words that Dave's saying when he's not slurring them, um, it seems like Germany has a pretty good following. Sort of like that Germany into Denmark area. Seems like that uh, Germany always has a lot of fans. And I remember running into a couple Germans before, and we've we've all run into a couple English fans that came over. We saw them in, in West Palm Beach and in Charlottesville also. So it's good that they can get over here. But boy, that's you know, here I am bitching about flying out to, to Washington, but could you imagine coming over from Sweden? 
That's a heck oh, of a for sure. Haul. And I thought it was funny. I, I made sure to ask him. I said, well, have you been able to spread the, the bug to any of your friends around there? And he he made a face, and, and it sounds like he gets his chops busted pretty good where he's like the crazy one. It's just not, for whatever reason, not a not a band that has a, a deep bass, and, uh, but the few fans they have, hardcores. It, was, it wasn't even that. It was he was saying the um, the kind of mentality in Sweden is people won't even drive two hours out of their city to go see a show. They, they, they just find that crazy. Like, you're going to drive two hours to see a concert? That just kind of puzzles them. So when they when he tells people, yeah, I want to fly across the country or the world. for a week and go, yeah, across the world, excuse me, yeah, and uh, and go watch seven shows of the same band, you can exp- you can see the kind of reaction you get when people give you a reaction when you're just two hours, going to a concert two hours away. Yeah. You know, amazingly, back in actually, uh, Marcus's username is Marcus DK. You are correct. Oh, thank you. Um, because he was at the um, show in 2010 in Stockholm, Sweden. He was among 25 ants that were actually at the show, uh, including our friend Smooth Rider PL, who's from Poland. So he jumped over from Poland up to Sweden to see that show. Um, so you know, there's there's a good example of what they have to go through. I mean, there's somebody that lives in Poland and he wants to go see the band, so he's got to fly to Stockholm. Mm. crazy yeah so that was fun so marcus hello and thank you and uh it was awesome meeting you so we wanted to we want to give you a shout out it was definitely a cool experience and we hope you had a nice safe trip back to sweden and uh come back soon you're always welcome at the ants rv or anywhere else we uh we hang out and hopefully the next party we throw maybe we'll be able to get you over here maybe we'll have an ants party in sweden (laughs) (laughs) how hard is it to plan a party for four people (laughs) <laughs> 25 there's 25 people there and then us three so we will hopefully we'll have 28 <laughs> max of 30 max, max of 30. 30 but the the rv was very cool um we did quite a bit of beer tasting our our friends uh brad and mark um swung by uh and we did quite a bit of imbibing uh i had a beer that i brewed called gorge view lager and as funny as it is that it was called gorge view it had nothing to do with the gorge. Um, sure. A lot of my beers are named after things in my hometown of Little Falls, New York, and there was a bowling alley called Gorgeview Lanes. And so when I made this lager, I called it Gorgeview Lager, and it just so happened, hey, fill up some growlers, bring them out in the RV to to Gorge. So it turned out well. You liked it, right, Joe? I saw when Joe tried it, his eyes went wide. I knew I hit I had to hit the jackpot there. It was totally my style of beer. It's uh, you know. Normally, yeah, yeah, somebody gives you a homebrew, and you're like, okay, homebrew was good, but can I go back to the other the other brew? But, um, yeah, it was totally my style. So we filled up six growlers of it for two of us. <laughs> maybe Count Bonnie is a 2.2 yeah. uh, of us. And, um, man, we, dr- we, we drank a lot of that plus a number of other beers. Jeez, I don't know how many different types of beers we had that weekend. Yeah, we went sour crazy trying to break Joe in on that. So that was fun. Um and one other guy we ran into, we wanted to we wanted to bring uh, notice to. His name was Dave. We ran into him at the show uh, the second night, and <laughs> Joe and I are there. Well, Joe has a picture of him. He sends me. He sends. He goes, "Is this Dave?" And it's from night one. And it just so happened that he had photobombed the picture of Joe. Didn't even know it. We didn't even know it. <laughs> so, but night two he comes around, and I'm just sitting there talking with Joe or, or Bonnie or someone. And he just taps me and goes, hey, are you, uh, this is going to sound weird, but are you Joe or are you Matt? <laughs> I go, excuse me? So I hear your voice and I recognize it. I'm just not sure which one you are. Are you, are you kidding me? I said, he listens to the podcast 
and recognize my voice just out in public, which I just find really, really did weird. Did he say it was your voice or voice. did he say it was the bashing that he, he, rec- he recognized? No, it was a voice. It was a voice. <laughs> just take a minute. Just making sure. Just making sure. Well, there's certainly it could have been either. Let's Valid question. It could have been either. Yes. So um, we ended up hanging out with him that night and the night after. Uh, so it was really a pleasure meeting Dave. He was cool. Um, lives in I, the D.C. area. So he made a, quite a haul as well. I figured he just looked for the person that like um, re- had the most negative reaction to Jimmy thing and just figured up, okay, that must be Matt. I would say that, but that I think it was before that came out. So we got a, we got a, we got a little guest on Jimmy thing. Yeah, yeah, David Ryan Harris was cool. He's very talented. I'm a big fan of David Ryan Harris. I don't know if it'd make me stick around and listen to Jimmy thing, but still, right. It's good. You I know, thought it, I thought it was cool. I was gonna say since. You guys were there. Let me throw a couple out there for you guys specifically about the show, if you don't mind. Um, and Matt, we'll start with you. After night one and the ladies were not there, yeah. did you know they were going to be there night two, or were you kind of hopeful they weren't going to show up? Yeah, Joe and I had quite the debate on this, and, and I alluded to this in the pre the pre-podcast chat that that Jake and I had, and I, and I said Joe and I didn't see eye to eye on pretty much anything the entire weekend, <laughs> and and this is included. And um, my opinion was this: right, this is kind of overall. If they were going to be at the Gorge, which is by all accounts remote, a three-night stand, you would think they'd be utilized all three nights. You're gonna make the trip, right? So when they didn't show up night one, I thought, first of all, at that point. They're done. They're not going to show up. Great. We we not you know great. If in my personal opinion, I was happy to not see them. So then um, I figured that'd be it. I don't know if um, Joe at that point did you agree with me or did you think they'd still show up? I was on the. Uh, this is this is getting I think it was very coin, coin flip, right? Yeah, it was. This is very interesting. I, I'm now I'm very intrigued because the songs that they played still left the, the it open for a lot of. Um, Lady Tweet songs. deck window. So that was kind Exiting of weighing narrator. towards, you know what? There's still a chance of the ladies. But at the same time, you're like, well, why wouldn't they be here for why wouldn't they be here for the first night then? Right. So then that led into night two. So 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 night two comes and they show up. And I honestly was surprised at that point. I, I was and in terms of their impact on night two, I thought it was minor. Um I didn't really mind it then or in hindsight. I mean, save me. Save Me and Stay are two songs that have backing vocals anyway. So, whatever. I'm okay with that, especially Stay. By default, I mean, they belong on that song as far as I'm concerned. Um, Mm -hmm. Save Me, they sound good on that too. Um, Long Black Veil, I don't care for Johnny Cash. uh, So, And I know it's probably blasphemy to a lot of people, but that was a throwaway. But you know what? He didn't write the song anyway, so what's it matter? Oh, there you go. So I mean, it, that, that was a throwaway, but it was three songs at the end of the show, and two of them were kind of ladies-made anyway. And I said, well, okay, fine. So now, well, geez, they're here night two. What the heck's going on? They weren't here night one. Are they going to play night three? So now the argument as, well, if they're going to play one, they're going to play all three was gone because they didn't play night one. But now it was, well, they're going to be here on night three. And uh, I, at that point, I was probably at coin flip. I said, "What?" Well, and I, and I was at one hundred percent. They were gonna yes, be there. and you ended up being right on that one. And yeah. the funny yeah. part is that uh, it actually leaked out on the boards um, night one. 
that somebody ran into him in Oregon, believe it or not, and said that they had said that they were not going to be there the first show, but they were going to be there night two and night three. So a lot of the fans on the boards knew that, and that's why a lot of the scores were very um, high on the uh, set list game because people Did, knew that they were going to be there. Was there was um, there any reason given? Uh, I I didn't think I don't because think the guy mentioned it. This was this was my whole thing is is inside. I like to believe that the the reason they weren't there was a choice that Dave actively Dave and the band actively chose. You know what? Let's we can do one day without him, and we got two days with him, and it'll still Aww. be just as good. I I, I want to believe that was the reason. Um, That's adorable. That better, but if it was, but probably the more likely cause was there was a con- there was a scheduling conflict they couldn't come from night one so we got they just got them night i thought three. it was simply for the reason that it would bring me up and bring my hopes up only to crush them heavily the next night jeez <laughs> so what you're saying so what you're no. saying matt is that um you didn't appreciate their um they're telling everyone in the band that it was not a star yet a satellite yeah at the end of drunken soul i gotta be honest with you i uh, I don't have a lot of gri- and you'll find out. Believe it or not, I do not have a lot of gripes about this weekend. And this is coming. This is my fourth time at the Gorge. I moved out here in '09, so that's when I started seeing him. I skipped the Caravan year, and I skipped uh, this year. This is my or last year, 2012 or 13. So um, fourth time, and I got to say, the first three times I've seen them have been completely underwhelming. They used to go all out for the gorge and i thought the last few times i've seen him here has been really disappointing so i didn't have high hopes this weekend and i try not to let that calculate into how i really feel about this weekend trying to think out all on its own objectively and i'm very happy with the three shows all three of them some i like better than others but overall i'm very pleased with the gorge weekend um maybe in context of the tour overall yes because uh, I think they probably could have done a bit better overall on the tour. But even even considering that, there were some debuts. Um, yeah, I, the ladies weren't bad. Um, I would want. I'm I'm done with them, but um, it didn't really bother me that much to see them there. So, I, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, you know, quickly. I mean, they kind of did something unique. Um, Pretty darn unique each of the shows, which kind of you know added to it. Which yeah, they destroyed eight different songs. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 they did a, they did a pretty damn good job. And now I'm a sucker for Spoon, and so um, you know my song flow or whatever you know is gonna go a li- gonna trend a little higher when uh, when Spoon gets played. So yeah, how many times a- how many times have you seen Spoon Joe? Uh, let me log in. The band's value. played. The band's played about eighty times. Would you say seventy-six to seventy-eight? Oh, I thought it was more. I play. I seen it more than eighty. <laughs> yeah, probably about eighty-seven. Then, if they played it eighty-one times. <laughs> no, I think I've only seen it three times: uh, Seville, Indianapolis, and Gorge. I wow. think I've seen it three times. I got I've it. Seen it once, and that's good enough for me. Saratoga back in two thousand and three. We got it at JPJ in Seville in two thousand and ten, and then last weekend. I, I will say this um, about Spoon. I just, before we started the podcast, I played it on um, the little stream with Ants Plus members here. And uh, my eyes got welled up and my skin got bumps, goosebumps. It, listening to, first of all, you love it. Whenever they break out something uber rare, and that doesn't include Halloween at this point, if you ask me. But they break out something really rare like Spoon. You can hear the people on the tape and the people who know what's up. 
and that that sound of excited cheering, like people just going nuts, the few people going nuts that know what's going on, it's awesome. It's awesome. And Brandy does not she's not an Atlantis clone by any means, um, but she's a really strong voiced woman. Um, and that song needs that. It doesn't need anybody dainty. It needs somebody who can really put some lungs into it. And she was fantastic on it. And listening to it again sounds as good, if not better, than hearing it the first time. I mean, the, the tape captures that performance. Um, so Dean Wolfgang, the tape around that. And from what I understand, three or four guys were all clamped to the same stand um, at the back of the pit. So thank you very much for the tapers. It, not an easy place to record. Um, but the wind hit that venue. Yeah, a lot yeah. of wind. Um, but that spoon well, that spoon was incredible. Speaking of that spoon specifically, Matt, um, or, or, or let's throw this to Joe first because Joe's always going to dissent with you. Um, was Does that make night two the best night kind of by default of the three nights that you saw? Just because – if you're asking me just because of spoon, that's that, that doesn't make it. But if you're asking me was night two the better night, I liked night two out of the weekend. Not because of spoon, only because of spoon. I agree. I well, totally I, agree. I've seen on the board some people pondering if night two was the best show of the tour. Um, Joe, since you've seen every show this year plus three or four extras, um, what do you think, Joe? Um, it Put wasn't you on the spot. It wasn't for me. Um, that's just my feeling. What was? Uh, you can't beat the Pittsburgh show. And uh, the the song run that we had from Bella on that, the, the band was just. It's so funny when you think about rarity. It's hard to jump in on you, Joe. But that show was thirty five out of forty shows when it comes to rarity. Just 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 to, just to go about how rare songs don't make necessarily a great show. Go ahead, though. Well, what you talking Gorge Night Two or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, uh, Burgesstown, PA. Yeah, thirty really? fifth yeah, out of forty in rarity. Yeah. But just that that string of shows, I just kept remembering like this is the last one. This is the this is the end of the set, or this is when Bella's getting off, and it was just more, 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 more. Um, even after hearing them the night previous, um, I don't know, and the crowd just loving it. People were just really into it. So, you know, obviously the experience has to do with a lot of things. You know, um, what songs you're really wanting to hear. You know, the venue, the the crowd that you're around at the show. So, um, you know, my personal experience. Pittsburgh show um, beat out Gorge Night too. I'd be pretty pleased with that Pittsburgh set. Just looking at it, also that looks a lot of fun. I uh, I think Gorge Night two certainly you can easily debate that it is the uh, the best show of the tour. I'm not saying it was. I was there. I was the only three shows I went to all year. Um, but I think that's an easy candidate for at least debating it being the best show of the tour. I'm going to give you two that I think are better, and I think these are the two best shows of the tour. I think the show outside Detroit, which is uh, June 25th, 2014, at the DTE Energy Center, is a fantastic show. And I actually think the show in Bangor, Maine, is just phenomenal. Hmm. Um, I don't I, disagree. That, I don't agree with Detroit at all. I think Detroit's a really good show. Well, I, I, what do you like about it? I like I like the set. I like the performance. Um, I think performance matters. I, there's some songs in there I really like. Um, for example, I really like Raven. Yeah, you got Stone Raven and Seek Up. That's pretty strong. Yeah, that's you know, I, you know I don't like So Right. I don't mind it opening. I think it makes a good electric opener. Um, I don't mean that because he plays electric guitar. 
you know, I you know how I feel about the riff. The riff is just well, phenomenal. That, to, to jump in on that section, Jake, I have a section in Showflow where I have five songs. I have four downvotes and one neutral. Monkey, Satellite, and Shake Me are all down. The riff is neutral, and You and Me is down. That is a show killer right there. That's like Dan Patrick's guy right there. Phil, I, I, Phil the show killer. I, I understand. Um, you know, I really like the Bangor Main show. I think that show, there's something in that show that I think is super unique, and that's the, the Blue Water Tees in a Warehouse. Let me look here. Yeah, that I didn't rate this one. Okay. Um, yeah, Blue Water is always good to show up. Um, you got the first Jane of the tour. You've got, yeah, well, but. I'll sp- back you up. Space Bread, O. O is always fun. Um, but most of the songs in that show were played most of the tour also well yeah i mean i'm not saying you know it's not it's not you're right it's rare, not about rarity like not about rarity you know uh, but if yeah. you're gonna throw it if you're gonna oh. throw a show in there you gotta throw jimmy thinks one of back jimmy thinks set closer oh oh and you know for the ladies show they played a show in that town that i can never say that hold mel new jersey homedale homedale whatever i'm dyslexic what do you want from me <laughs> um that's the one where they actually put the 36 T's in there, which proved that you and I, Matt, were correct and Joe M was wrong. No, it was no, not no, an everyday no, reprise. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that show, especially for the fact that it's called 36 Jam. <laughs> that does it for you. That puts it over that, the top. That really puts it over the top. But that, <laughs> that show is actually an up for me on just about everything. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, me, I have the even, you and me and stay to close down votes and space between um, E1 down votes for me. And, you know, if you're going to hear the ladies on stuff, uh, you know, like we were talking about before, like you said, Save Me and Stay are two that they sound good on. Right. I think I think they're terrible on you and me. Yeah. Um, but that's not bad. No. It's not a bad show at all. I'm surprised we – wait, we did. Did we get Pig at the Gorge? Night no one pig. or something? No Pig. I was expecting Pig all the way somewhere. I'm surprised they didn't play it, but I just oh, saw it there it, at home They deal. played it at Berkeley, yeah. That was the – Berkeley, yeah. wasn't it? But th- th- someone pointed it out. How, how many different songs? There were like 16 different songs between Berkeley and Gorge. Something like that. Which wow. goes go I know, goes back to our last podcast where we said, what is it? I said this Gorge trip was going to be a carbon copy of Be- Berkeley, one way or the other. And I got to say, I probably couldn't have been more wrong. Mm. Yeah, I think we were all wrong on that. Yeah. Well, Joe probably we were said in the We were different. in the single digits, I think. Um, like, yes, we I mean, were. Like five I, and, and I said four. count on yeah. one hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow, we were we were, we were way wrong on that. The reverse psychology worked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your expectations low. Um, so I, you know, it, it wasn't a bad show night too. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to. You know, I, I don't think it's top five, but you know, I don't know if I'd really honestly put a, a top five show with the ladies in there from from this tour. You know, I, I kind of like the um, the North Carolina run of shows were pretty good. Yes. Um, and- Good they, they show out on the um, the show flow. What what we've noticed is show flow votes usually start higher than what they settle out to. They they very rarely trend higher from where they start from. So if you come out and you've got a fifty four show flow rating, you really, as time goes on, they settle down and they get a little lower. You rarely see it go the other direction. Where all the gorge shows were very much in the high fifties, even in the sixties when they started, right when the show closed and, and the set went into tour central, and now they're all sitting. Um, in the 40s, which isn't by any means a bad rating um, because ratings can definitely swing to negative 100 at, at the lowest. Um, but all three shows also are in the top eight, two, uh, seven, eight, and two, respectively, night one, two, and three, out of 40 for rarity. So, 
and they, also for the uh, show rating, sorry to jump in, Matt. No, go ahead. Actually, night three is uh, at the time of this podcast recording is actually sitting at four point six, and night two is at wow. four point five three. Wow. So night three is higher rated, and actually those are the only two shows above four and a half this tour. That's true. So that's weird. You know, it's an interesting combination that um, you know some of the highest overall rating, but show flow is pretty yeah. flat. Yeah. But yeah, but you know what? Gorge is incredibly overrated. If you go back and just pull up all the Gorge yeah. shows, mm. so many shows are above 4.5 because it's just a beautiful venue yep. and everybody yep. loves the wind. And on, on top of that, <laughs> one or two really bad stinker songs can totally blow up a show flow. So if and we could probably do some calculations on the database and throw it away, but if night three, if you throw away Can't Stop and Shake Me Like a Monkey – it's probably a 70% show flow. Uh, you know, night two, if you throw away uh, Out of My Hands and Sister, which I don't get, but okay, throw those two away and you're probably much higher rated. So whereas the show rating is is just in, you know, people rating a one to five scale, um, you know, show flow allows you where if, if you put a show in or a song in that everybody can't stand, they all downvote it. That's a lot of negative ones going into that total total um sum so it's it's just hey for you stat heads out there it's super interesting it's a lot of fun to analyze and and that reminds me one more thing stop hating sister for god's sakes the song is completely harmless i mean really of all the songs just there's plenty of other songs you can hate besides hating on sister i i really enjoy it actually it's i mean what's wrong with it what's I, I can't imagine somebody going, oh, God, I hate this song. No, it's two and a half minutes long on top of that. Exactly. I, I was it, pumped. I got belly full. I mean, there, you know, it, it got a good rating, but I'm sure if he played belly full a bunch of times, it would get downvoted. But if it's two and a half minutes and it's – I think Sister's a pretty song. Yeah, it's, it's – it's, you know, it's it's heartfelt. It's a it's one that he cares about. I mean, who the – you know, it's better than him singing about eating lobster all the time. <laughs> what would that be? Shake me like a monkey. Back to your belly. If you say so, Jake. Isn't that what it means? <laughs> what else can you lick from your back to your belly? Oh. 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 So uh, there are a few other like interesting little bits of information, metadata, so to speak, on the uh, the Gord shows. Is that uh, that third night had a really weird, um, not weird, but really interesting bit. You know, some you know the set list. Whatever you think about it is whatever you think about it. But there were some um, key points. First of all, Watchtower. They haven't opened a show with all along the Watchtower since 1993. Yes, 21 years old. So Jake was still in college the last time they opened. Or college or was it graduate school, Jake? Go, I mean, I know go, you're that go old. He- go to hell and yes, I was. <laughs> um, Jake was in college the last time all along the Watchtower opened a show. And uh, God, I got I got hyperbolic with the twi- with the Twitter and said I think it's a it's quite a statement opening the show like that. I don't I don't necessarily think the rest of the show. That a boy Jake, you okay over there? <laughs> I don't. Sorry, think, you know when when you're this old, sometimes you just kind of keel over. I'm okay now. <laughs> I don't think the rest of the show necessarily lived medicine? up to a, a Watchtower opener. At the same time, 21 years between anything with this band is an extremely rare occurrence. That is insane. Yeah, I mean. There's not too many things that they can do that are not ridiculous stats, right? Just something like Watchtower Open, 
that's not a ridiculous stat, right? It's not like saying um, it's the first time they played these three songs in a row on a Thursday night in 21 years. All right, that's a ridiculous stat. Right. We're just talking Watchtower Open hasn't happened since 93, you know, freaking start of the band. Um, pretty darn impressive. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so the night three seems to be the, the show that had all of this. We got um, Steady As We Go has not been played since 2006, first of all. So that's eight years right there between songs, which that's major for any song. Um, and then Rashawn played it on piano. Now, they were having technical difficulties, and he was uh, Dave was trying to sing, right, first of all. And, or was that out of my hands? Yeah, that was yeah, out, out of my hands. My bad. Anyway. Rashawn, they were having problems with him as well. He had to start over on the on the song um, once. But, you know, first time, only time played this tour, and first time in eight years, and another band member on um, a different instrument than he normally plays, which I believe we called out the last podcast. Oh, we, did, we, we did. We did. We did <laughs> Something about the band members shifting one one to the left. And playing different <laughs> instruments. Nice to know they're listening. Yeah. There yeah, that must be it. And this was the first Stone in the Encore in 10 years. I mean, we're not digging too deep for these stats, to Joe's point. It's not these three songs on a Tuesday night and three in a row in 10 years. This is, this is fairly simplistic statistics. The Stone is the first time in the Encore in 10 years is quite a stretch and you know i think right there that shows that there's at least some kind of statistical analysis going on from the band from a from an archive standpoint but um certainly if you said to me dave just did a uh you know e1 some devil you're at night three of the gorge the stone would be at the bottom of my list for songs they could possibly pull out next so that was really cool and how is the performance wonderful that's a great song yeah, it's, it's my top five. It's my top five. It was so the number many... one voted song from uh, our ever popular Ants uh, top fifty songs. Yeah, voted number one. It's wonderful. People, everyone we talked to over the weekend, Stone was a, was the one they wanted to hear. It was very frequent. They wanted to hear. It's a popular song and it is a great song. And to get it in the encore, when you kind of think I've just went through three nights of shows. I didn't, I'm not going to get Stone now because it's the encore. And then to freaking, I remember when they started playing Stone, everyone's like, holy crap, it's the Stone. They're playing in the encore. They didn't know, every, know everyone had given up given up the, um, hope at that point. So that's Wait, what, what, what did they cool. say again? One more time. They give, give, and they, and they hope. <laughs> well, you know what's cool about the Stone? It's a song that, well, nobody's certainly sick of it, but it's one of those special songs that, They've managed to play it enough without overplaying it, but they haven't put it on the shelf either for too long of a period of time. I think they play that song just right. And four times this tour is, I think, a little low. I would I would have went for eight to ten, you know, once every four shows or so. But um, it certainly has never disappeared, which is a really good thing because it is certainly, obviously, one of their best songs. And considering the songs that have disappeared, uh, especially from the... Uh, acoustic sets um, like pay for what you get and I'll back you up. Um, it's it's nice that something like that popped in too, especially for the uh, the hardcore fans that did not catch those out the gorge. Absolutely. Well, I guess uh, 
I'm sure we'll end up touching on it in the remainder of the podcast as we mention other things and, and call back to the gorge. But that's as good a time as any to take a break here. So when we come back, we're going to go on. Um, we're going to talk about the ladies and in terms of uh, what the future might hold for the band and the ladies and uh, get into some other stuff. So you're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Uh, we will be back in just a moment. Welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. We uh, we were remiss in mentioning one thing about the Gorge weekend. And again, like I said, we'd be going back. We uh, wanted to talk about attendance. Um, now, uh, they supposedly can fit 22K a night. That's capacity, quote unquote. Um, so this year, uh, you know, that would be over three nights. You'd get 66,000 people. This year, it was between 54 and 56. So on average, they were, you know, between 18 and 19,000 a show. Um, you guys are doing some research on the past years and everything. So what you, what'd you come up with? Yeah. I mean, um, just looking at past years, I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't remember what I pulled up, but, um, you know, <laughs> I wasn't know. Yes. I was going to get wow. it. Wow. Essentially 2000, um, not, you know, 2007 had about like 58 out of 66. So it was pretty close. And then. Um, you know, 2009 and 10 were about 57 range, I think. It was. Is that right, uh, Jake? Yeah, it's about that. 2012 was about the same as it was this year. Uh, 2013 was a little bit under. Night um, two is always the highest. Is that is that pretty much a, a fact? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because we is were. That, in... Is that is that what you thought as yeah, well? Yeah, we being... we pulled into the gorge campground around um, three in the afternoon on Friday, and. On one side of us, it was nearly completely empty. Um, we got back after the show; it was starting to filter, and then, then Saturday during the day, it's almost like, oh, now that side is full. Um, oddly enough, after the show on and, and on Saturday, we look over to the side of our RV, and it might have been sixty percent of what it was Saturday night. Uh, you know, it's just it's just funny. It's so some people, I guess, if you're going to come for one night, you come for Saturday night. Um, the lawn. This is where I saw the attendance difference. When you look up at the lawn um, on Friday and on not not to the same extent as Friday, but still towards that on Sunday, um, just the center, uh, not just the center, but the center section of the lawn was really full. And then when you get to the fringes on the sides, that's when you see the the green lawn empty space. Saturday, boom, people to the fences. Um, you could you could not see any lawn on Saturday. 
You know, it's it's interesting how um, – so I saw three shows this year. Um, I thought Atlanta and Jacksonville were essentially sold out, um, and West Palm Beach night two wasn't terrible. It was more than the year before, um, maybe a little bit less than um, – than 2012 so yeah it was small for a night too in, in, in west palm but it wasn't it wasn't like atrocious so it seems like the smaller venues um almost the one-off shows did pretty well this this tour i wonder if that's going to have any bearing moving forward or if that's just a moot point really yeah i think the band likes playing um the gorge you could do multiple nights there but you don't need to do five nights to get your attendance numbers up. We were talking about this at the Gorge with, with a couple other fans, um, like Red Rocks. Oh, man, put Red Rocks on there, we'd be there. But they have to play five nights to get what they could get in two nights at the Gorge or, right. or two nights at SPAC. Um, there are economics to it. A, a night, a tour night for the band has a potential earning, and you don't want to go out there and play a place that has one-fifth of that potential. I mean, that burns a night. That's a lost opportunity. It does make sense. Right. I mean, in the end of it all, you know, it is a business and that's that's what they're doing. And, you know, they're playing music and it's fun. But, you know, the end, the end of the day, is you still have to pay bills, unfortunately. Right, right. Mm. So well, oh, I hope I, I hope they play the Gorge. There's one key stat. I don't know if I've mentioned this on a past podcast or not. There's one really important um, landmark that I want Dave Matthews Band to hit the Gorge. And that is one million attendees. They are just short of it now. Um, one more, one they, more year? It's going to be either one more year or the year after. I think um, from what my, my estimate is, is they passed the 900. They're somewhere between probably 900 and 950,000 attendees at this point. Um, so depending on where the actual number is, and I know at, for – at least up to eight hundred thousand. They were Gorge was keeping track of this for the band, um, so hopefully they they kept track to nine hundred thousand too. Um, you know, here in the next next year or the final year, they're going to hit one million attendees, and that that's just mind blowing to say that you had a million concert goers at one venue. Have there been bands that have done that before? I would be surprised if there were. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's going to be some. I don't know some if the Dead's done that or what, but it's. Not not in our not in our time frame. If, if you can say that that Dave Matthews Band is the only band to ever have a million concert goers at one venue over the course of their life, that would be absolutely impressive. I, they, I think they got to be. I think that's. I mean, I don't know. Can you think of somebody, Jake? I, I was just thinking. I I don't know if you know the Dead played some places a lot. Um. I, I don't know if there's one venue that you could say that the dead played consistently just so many times where they got that many. I know that they played uh, certain spots in, around California often, but I don't know. You know, it, you, you need a big venue to do that. And you need to be able to play for a long time. So I'm going to assume that it's never happened. Um, and it just goes to goes back to just what Dave Matthews band does. You know, they're just they're a touring band. And it's interesting because it seems like, you know, for the longest time there, and there still is, there's still this, you know, anti DMB stuff and, you know, all the songs sound the same and every song's 38 minutes long and and so forth. But it seems like they're starting to get a little more, I I don't know if the, if the right word's credit or, 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 or something, you know, people are finally going, Hey, you know what? They're actually pretty good. You know, that drummer's really good. 
and you know nobody talks about the basis but he really she's really good so maybe it's starting to turn a little bit maybe this is something that will make people realize that hey this band has some talent right yeah i mean it would be a huge accomplishment and that that would just help put it in perspective for people i mean and to to say what it takes to get there i mean we're talking 50 headlining shows at one venue i mean over 20 plus years i mean that's it's hard to think of some band that can do that. So in some ways, that helps people understand, too, because you say one million, and maybe you know, one million is hard for somebody to really understand like what that means. But 20 years, you know, three nights a year, you know, and just 50 shows, 50-plus 50 shows, I mean, that'll help at yeah, one venue. That'll help people understand how big of a draw this band um, Yeah, but get. conversely, you know, 100 of those people are you personally seeing them at the Gorge all those times. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's cool is that... Um, we all have been anybody who's been out to the gorge knows that the internet out there is not anything to brag about um this year it seemed like they had the coverage taken care of but the the backhaul link to the uh, cell network the you know the, the network seemed to be overloaded however night one and night two were up the following morning uh which was pretty awesome and night three a couple days after that because i'm sure the tapers had to drive home and take care of all kinds of things that they missed out on over the weekend so Point being, all three shows are available to download. On Ants, we've got Dean Wolfgang's source. Um, he was the first one up, but there are uh, a couple other tapers as well who, who have since put their uh, recordings up. Um, like I mentioned earlier, there was a single stand at the back center of uh, the pit, which, believe it or not, from standing from up on the side, looks like it's halfway back on the on the floor. It's The pit goes way back at the gorge. So... Um, it was funny to see about three or four mic sets clamped to the same stand. But, I mean, that's just the kind of community that the tapers are. Where it just, hey, I'll put my stand up. You can clamp on. It's pretty awesome. So all three available to download on Ants. Go ahead and grab them. Um, you're going to want to, you know, if only for Spoon. It's that good. So go ahead and grab grab all three. It's a really great uh, three-night set. So Matt, one more thing about the Gorge okay, real quick. Yeah. Um, just real quick. Uh, the very first show at the Gorge that the Dave Matthews Band played was 1996 mm. so 18 years ago and that was actually part of the horde tour remember that back in the old days oh yeah i remember that b with blues traveler ironically enough john popper guested on the encore song which was all along the watchtower oh look at that and uh they also coincidence another... <laughs> makes you wonder they had one other guest uh that show and that was harold todd Ring he was in Go He died, right? He was in Ghostbusters. Uh, no, that's Harold Ramis. <laughs> <laughs> they do need to play Ghostbusters. I will, no, be, that's, I will be seeing that, that this be... weekend, by the way, in the re-release. Oh, good. That would be a Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Yes, so yes. Harold Todd guested on number thirty-six. That would so be cool to see. That there's your useless gorge uh, info, and the first song the band ever played at the gorge was "Best of What's Around." You should put that in the "Did You Know" section. I should. I should do that, but. I haven't updated that in about eight years. There you so go. Why, why start now? <laughs> because you just don't know. But why does why does why does our best around, <laughs> why does our best around say time was zero minutes? Um, because it was. Um, it, I think that the times we have on there was from the radio broadcast. If you look down at the bottom where it says that wonderful note written that says a portion of the show was broadcast on the radio, mm. uh, there probably was not a taper there at the time um so the times come from the radio broadcast which is probably out in the um fan community someplace yeah, so sure. the ones that don't have times would be best 
and number 36. Gotcha. Interesting. And Ants Marching and Jimmy Thing, which I'm sorry to hear that Jimmy Thing did not get played. Oh, too bad. On the radio. So um, now that we've pretty much wrapped up the Gorge, we've got a couple more shows for the tour that we'll be One more thing on the Gorge. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Uh, we basically the topic now we want to kind of segue out of is uh, the the ladies. gorge. One more time, we're gonna we're gonna loop back around to the gorge. We're gonna talk about the ladies. So Jake pointed out <clears throat> the poll on the front page of the site in terms of how do you feel about the ladies. Essentially, is sixty six percent want want to hear them. They want them. They want them more. Um, and now there's a new forum in the uh, new poll in the forum. That currently has 87% of respondents saying they do not want them back next year. Now, we talked about this before uh, the podcast started, and the visit the visitor of Ants Marching that goes to the front page of the site is not necessarily the same visitor that goes to the forums. I mean, the, it's you know, very different. Very different. Um, so you've got hardcore, not not all hard, you know, not all four members are hardcore, certainly, but. Um, there are certainly more hardcores on the forums that, that just that just hit the front page of the site and bounce away. So mm-hmm. this tells me hardcores are done with them and new fans, not as frequented shows fans, want them back. So, Jake, what say you on this? Uh, it, it's kind of what I expected. Um, I think that if you had not seen them before, like we talked about when they first appeared, it's something that you had not obviously seen if you've never seen it before so it's something you can add to your agenda and say listen i i've seen the ladies i've experienced what it was it seems as though a vast majority roughly 87 percent think that now that i've heard them once i don't need to hear them again and i would agree with that because that's what i said in 2001 i never want to hear them again and <laughs> that's how i felt going into the years everybody knows and i think matt you were kind of in the same um same boat I was, which was I've already heard him before. I don't need to hear him again. That appears to be the the feeling that people are getting. Would you agree? Well, it's not just that. It's I don't think they're particularly good. They don't. They're like I said, stay and uh, save me. They're kind of you know built in on. But other than that, they're they're just shoehorned in. Drunken soldier. I was psyched as hell to see that song. What the hell are the ladies doing on that song? They have nothing well, to do with it. And just so we're clear, and because and, everyone always gives us crap about this because they're not understanding what we're saying, what you and I are saying, because I'm sure Joe loves them. But it's not that they're bad singers. They're great singers. But that's not the point. The, the point is it doesn't work. And this is the point I made before. You know, NSYNC are great singers. You don't see NSYNC guesting. You know, Tom Jones is a great singer. Right. You know, they're not doing it. It's not unusual as an outro. For a reason. Right. And what the it's hell just, are they doing on Best of What's Around? Songs like that, that it, it, I, it is a matter of, well, they're going to be here for a couple songs, so they might as well play five. That drives me well, crazy with that. And, 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 you know, like you were saying about about uh, Drunken Soldier, I mean, that, that stuff they're doing at the end with the calling out the band members' names and then saying it's not a star, it's a satellite. Hey, Carter, it's not a star, it's a satellite. I mean, come on, seriously? It's it's just it's embarrassing. Here, if you go back and go ahead and read my review of Away from the World and how much I liked that final track and there the outro and how confident it was a band. They just took that really cool part of the song, and now it's just a mockery. Uh, and I know Joe's probably thinking I'm way out of base on that. He's probably, like I said, he probably loves it, and I think I've seen him do cartwheels during it. But uh, it's just, in my opinion, it's just silly. It's just it's silly to do. But there are there are the fan base out there. 
that one of the lovely ladies could turn around and blast off into the mic and they'd go ape shit. They just would. Well, I, I think that, um, and you're going to have to tell me what you saw around you. I, I really looked around for the reaction in West Palm beach. And, and I think the reaction was, was positive to tepid. Um, you know, because like I said, people hadn't seen them. It was very, it was sorry. It was very positive at the gorge. We, we were in a position to, um, uh, off to the side to be able to, um, hear the crowd when the ladies came on stage. And it was one of the loudest roars um, in the venue uh, of the entire night, uh, minus ending of a song um, when the ladies walked on stage. So the people were very into it. Um, at the same time, you know, I think Matt pointed out, hey, look, there's still people leaving the lawn um, when they came on. But the roar was the roar was undoubtable. And an interesting little stat, just to throw it out there too. You take our front pole, which we already said, you know, hey. Um, Front poll were saying 62% of the people want to add the ladies to the shows. And then we said, hey, there's the forums, which we're getting a lot different kind of opinion. It's, it's way more, no more ladies. Well, the forums a little as a subset of the front page by, you know, by design. We get a lot more traffic on the front page. Not everyone reads the forums. So if, you, if I actually subtract out the forum votes from the front page votes to kind of simulate, hey, just people that visit the front page and not people that um, visit the forums – the percentage of people that want the ladies jumps all the way up to 73%. So that's pretty high percent. I don't know if we've had any poll that's been swayed so significantly, 73, close to you know three-fourths of uh, the votes towards one direction. So the general opinion um, is plus to the ladies. Um, but again, it goes back to, I think, what we were talking about before. You know, Once you get the ladies, great. You don't want to see them for seven shows. I think that's I think that's fair and accurate and and like I said before, you know, if you want to hear the ladies, you want to cheer from, that's fine. If you enjoy their stuff, that's fine. I, I like Matt was just saying, I don't think they add anything. I don't think they make anything better. I don't even think they make stay better. I just I don't I I don't appreciate them on anything. I think they're terrible on you and me. It's I the think, novelty. It's, it's it's. I don't think people are cheering because the songs are going to be that much better. It's, I think they're cheering because it's the novelty of um, the ladies. I, th- I think you're right. But, you know, at the same time, who got a bigger cheer? Um, you know, David Ryan Harris, Mike McCready, um, Brandy, or the ladies? I'm sure the ladies got the biggest cheer. Yeah, I can, I can say for sure ladies um, uh, versus um, – uh, what's his name on Jimmy thing? Uh David, David, David Ryan, Ryan Harris. David Ryan Harris. Yes. Um, I could say for sure the ladies um, got the bigger cheer out of the out of that because I was, again, uh, in a position to be able to hear both of those. Well, and it was the, significant. The good news but, is I've now, according to my stats, I've seen a new guest. Uh, I just showed up my list. It says, what's his name played on, um, <laughs> on, on Jimmy thing. I knew it was David Ryan Harris. I just kind of yeah, <laughs> it was Chris Fumatu Mahafala, I believe. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic job he did on that. I think the third lady from now on, because it doesn't seem like they can have the <laughs> what's her name. Lady. Yeah, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what was the reaction to, for example, when Brandy and Mike McCready came out? What was the reaction versus the ladies? I mean, obviously the ladies got a, a larger reaction, but were fans like, "Holy crap, that's the guy from Pearl Jam"? Or was it like, "Hey, look, there's a guitarist, looks kind of old"? 
I'll have to def- I'll have to defer to Matt on this. I was in right in the middle of the things, right in the middle of the concert, and around a ton of people, and yeah. I was one of the ones just going completely crazy. Yeah, it was a so nice I'm reaction. Not a, now yeah. I don't know how you you know you hear things, and us being hardcore fans, you hear things about the night before or whatever the whispers that go through the crowd or or through the people who who talk about it. McCready was side stage night one, so he knew Correct. he was around. Um, and so when he came out night two, or it, two, it didn't it didn't necessarily surprise you that he was out there. Whether or not we expected the spoon, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think anybody expected the spoon. Maybe you hope for it, um, but at the same time, it poor. I mean, and this is kind of a detriment to Mike. I, I don't care that Mike McCready was on spoon. I care that Brandy Carlisle was on spoon, and that's just the nature of the song, right? You want a female vocalist on that. That's what's special about that song. Um, so I, I think um, I see your point. It's it's almost like he wasn't necessarily needed on that song. Right. He could have been used uh, more beneficially and, on another song. And funny enough, uh, I think that the band posted their own set, so nothing, no inside information here. Um, on the set list, they usually put the guest names next to the songs. Brandy's name is the only one next to Spoon, so Mike's not on there. Second to that, Don't Drink was supposed to follow Spoon. And that would lead you to believe, well, Brandy stays out there, sings Alanis' part on Don't Drink, too. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Except, except Brandy's name was not next to Don't Drink. And on top of that, they swapped out Don't Drink and, um, what, Out of My Hands. So even if they played Don't Drink right after, I don't know if Brandy was slated to play on that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, I don't think she was slated to play on it. Which um, is kind of just based right? on watching the how they acted after the uh, after the song, she was she was checked out already giving people hugs and stuff like that right when the song ended. So there wasn't really any kind of discussion, you know. Hey, you want to you if, know? Hey, if, we're going to change things up, or you're if, not going to sing on that anymore. If you ask me, that's a missed opportunity. If you're going to put the lovely ladies on five songs because they're there, utilize a, utilize Brandy Carlisle. That bothers me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I could make the same point about about Mike McCready, to be honest right, with you. I mean, right. you know, it put him on uh put him on cornbread or, or, you know, put him on sledgehammer or I don't know, shake me, you know, let him jam it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. I mean that, you know, I think that that it, it feels like a wasted opportunity, but I don't want to take away from his performance. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. I don't want to under, I don't want to undersell it. Yeah, I agree. He could have been, could have been better u- utilized. I'm not sure w- what the thought there was on that. I mean, I, I think there was some discussion at, at the venue that he might have had some um, guitar or the, you know, um, not him, but maybe the sound had some problems p- picking up um, his guitar too. I, ha- I haven't listened to the tape to know how it came through on the tape, but. Um, I'll, I'll bet he could have shredded Halloween. Yeah, that would have been cool. And I would love, you know, why can't um, why can't Timmy and Mike do a little battle? You know, why can't they go back and forth and just freaking rip some riffs real quick? I mean, that would just be that'd be awesome. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know why why that doesn't happen. No, no I, I I hear you. So, um... Jake, would you say, and, and Jake, you're probably the best to answer this. Yeah. Would you say more and more every year it seems to happen more and more the band is less willing to take a risk out there. Um, honestly, yeah. Um, but I think that that's sort of, that's the general feeling of this tour. Yes. I think that that overall the general feeling is that this tour has not been 
exactly challenging. And and I've made this point before that you know I've I've been following this band since actually the last time it was they played Watchtower opening in 1993, and and that was a a hallmark of the band was hey you have to see them live you're not going to believe the stuff they do, and that's something that was always a, a hallmark of the band was it was completely unpredictable, and. This tour especially has been predictable. But that, is- that stance right there, Jake, you'll, you you got to see them live. You'll never believe what they do. That still holds true to the un, not uneducated, the casual fan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I can remember back in, in 2001, uh, one of my 32 cousins lives in Houston. And I got him tickets. His, his wife really liked the band. And I got him and his wife tickets to go see... Um, the band and playing outside Houston, wherever that venue is. And he was just blown away. He was like, this is amazing. This is what a great show. It was 2001. You know, it was a tour that everybody hated. And he was just mm-hmm. like, I can't believe them jamming away. And oh my God, it was just, it's just incredible. So that's something that we sort of take for granted, uh, the, the quote unquote hardcore, the 0.01% as it's allegedly to be. They jammed in 2001? Well, I mean, for- yeah, 18 Minute Angel. <laughs> I mean, you know, considering considering if you didn't go, if you didn't see a band like that, you know, a nine minute song's a jam. Yeah. You yeah. know, don't forget, you know, Pearl Jam plays four songs in nine minutes. You know, the Ramones could play twelve songs in nine minutes. Yeah. Well, they're all yeah. dead now, but you know what I mean. Movie coming out. Is it really? Yeah, I think. Is it's it a, really? Who is it? Who's doing the movie? Is it? Uh, Scorsese, something like that. Hang on, say we got to sidetrack real quick. Seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is like the, yeah, the Scorsese. Greatest. Yeah, Scorsese's doing a uh, Ramones movie. That is the best concert I've ever seen in my life. I saw the Ramones live in 1996. Well, there you go. Fantastic. They played 31 songs in 23 minutes. Very early stages. But uh, but yeah, it, uh, Scorsese's doing it. Wow. There you go. You're welcome. I'm I'm very I'm I'm going to buy my tickets right now. <laughs> so um, all right. So let's finally try to shift away from that until the questions at least. Um, Jake, there's a couple new additions to Tour Central, right? Give us our Tour Central update, Setlist Archivist. Well, we uh, finally, the um, the staff finally was able to put together um, adding in a couple shows that need to be added in, including Farm Aid, which is coming up um, soonish. That's in North Carolina someplace. Um, I think it's in Raleigh or I don't know. Just drive around North Carolina and look for venues <laughs> and you'll eventually run into it. But we added that one in. And we also added in the performance that if you were watching this, listening to this live, you probably just watched on television. That is the Stand Up for Cancer performance by Dave. That concert was actually recorded on the 4th or, or performed rather on the 4th of September. And Dave and Tim and Rashawn actually uh, played that. So that's kind of an interesting little thing and they played um i don't know what they played tonight because i've been doing a podcast and joe was late starting it so i missed out on that but at any rate i'm not i'm not bitter or anything but um they played uh, mercy a couple times dave played take me tomorrow they played crush they played grace is gone um so that's in there too so uh, we always put those in there and don't forget to go to tour central and there's a little gigantic button that says i was there and you click on that and then once you click on that, because the code is not right, you have to make sure you click them in the right order or you have to go back and do it. You have to click the first spot to show where you are. Then you have to rate the show. Then you have to hit save or whatever it is because the code's not written properly. But I'm not a code writer. And I'm I would sorry never about that. 
Wow, ripping on ripping on us. GFY. I, I have no idea who wrote the code. I'm just pointing I out. I never had any problems, so I don't know. Maybe it's a All user right. error. It sounds like an ID10T error. Oh. Like oh. I don't know what that means. Well, thank you for the update on the database that you cultivate and frequently leave information out of, but thank you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I got to really gotta swing back. I got to swing back. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> All right, well, um, before we go to our next break, uh, we wanted to mention the uh, brand newly available Ants Marching Bottle Openers. So we're really psyched about these. Um, they're made of aluminum. They are not just stamped out of a normal bottle opener shape. They are actually custom cut and shaped just like the AntsMarching.org logo. And they have a little lip where you can actually open a bottle with them. Yes. So they're a dark weathered finish. I have one on my keychain right now. I opened my beer tonight, which happens to be, for you beer nerds, a Southern Tier Imperial Pumpkin. You know, tis the season. Um, they open wonderfully. We um, ended up selling a few at the Gorge to some fans who stopped by. And we put them on sale on PayPal earlier this week, and we are almost out. So it would be a great idea if you are interested in... Um, going to grab one as soon as possible just go to the front page of ants the first news story right there has a link right to it so uh yeah grab an ants uh, bottle opener we're not sure if we're going to make any more it's not looking likely um so we're running out go ahead and grab them if you're interested they are super high quality they work great they really are beautiful i'm i'm really proud of them i mean a lot of people again they do bottle openers and they just stamp their name kind of like our old original ones which are cool but they weren't exactly difficult they to make top of the line. Yeah, right they were. right they were they were a little key keychain with ants marching printed on it these are straight up cut and uh and if you go to the um the link for the store page you can actually see a, a video of it in action opening a bottle so you know they work so they're cool also when you get yours i just shipped out the first load of them today when you get it go ahead and uh tweet a picture or video whatever you want hit us up at ants marching on twitter with uh with a picture of your um, opener on your keychain, we'll be happy to retweet it. And we'd love to see it out there in the wild. That'd be really cool. And we can't retweet it if you're uh, if you uh, are what is it called? You, you're closed down on Twitter or whatever. You don't allow. Private. Yeah, private. Thank you. So because everybody always says, "How come you don't retweet me?" Because you're private. I can't. Oh, that's a good point. That <laughs> yes. is a very good point. By the way, Joe, what are you drinking right now? I am drinking. Um... An Oktoberfest, um, Munich beer, maybe. Um, I don't really know how to pronounce the name. Um, does, that say hack, does it say hacker? I think it says Budweiser. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like hacker pure. Yeah, um, hacker pure. The label looks familiar, uh, but it's from Munich and it's an Oktoberfest and it seems appropriate. Your German's terrible. I, I'm actually uh, having a highlight, which is from right here at Cigar City Brewery in sunny Florida. Um, which is their IPA, which is excellent if you actually have an opportunity to find highlight out there. Or Why would you City. not mail those to me, Jake? And I'm going to put you in front. I'm going to put you on the spot in front of these people listening. Because we- of course, mailing beer is illegal in the United States of America, and I would never right. mail beer to anyone. I will put this out there. I have some unnamed friends who <laughs> mailed me a 12 pack of Hetty Topper from Vermont. Anybody who out there who knows their shit with beer knows that Hetty Topper is where it's at when it comes to an East Coast double IPA. They're currently chilling in my fridge. Is anything from Jake chilling in my fridge right now? The answer is no. Because he doesn't ship illegal beer. 
Oh, because that would be illegal, and I don't break the law. You're law abiding. I'm very law abiding. Yes. <laughs> gotcha. Now, just because somebody accidentally shipped beer legally and it ended up at your address, that's not my fault. Well, I didn't request it. It just showed up on my porch one day. I was just exactly. happy to see it. You know, it's like driving down the road, and then you find a copy of, uh, you know, Star Wars laying on the side of the road. You're like, oh, how'd that get there? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so uh, check out the bottle openers. They're really cool. They're really limited. Um, so get in on that before they are gone. Uh, quick, quick, quick questions. Let me come back. Right after this word. Okay, welcome back to our final segment for episode 44 of the Ansmarking.org podcast. These are where we ask, well, answer, I suppose, your questions that you hit us up with on Twitter. Again, you want to ask questions, ask us one at Ants and use the hashtag AntsPodcast. It's very important. Use the hashtag AntsPodcast. I'm going to say it one more time. Like an 800 number, use the hashtag AntsPodcast. So, quick, 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 quick questions. <laughs> Will Sinclair. We know Will. At Sinclair Will asks, Ants Marching, Live Tracks 31 includes a bonus disc of highlights. Will this style continue instead of multiple full show run releases? Is as, and is that good or bad? Well, judging from the reaction from fans about Live Tracks 31, it seems like it's gone over very, very well. I mean, the, the reaction to the bonus disc has just been kind of amazing. Uh, even though I'm not sure if those would have been the songs I would have picked, but regardless, people like the idea of getting bonus stuff on there. So I, I would say just based on that, I think that's a good trend. It's so good. I, it's good when it's bonus. It's bad when we're st when they start doing that, and it's not. It's part of like with the main release, if that makes sense. Uh, you mean like? I, they, actually, I don't. I'm sorry. So. so it's good when they do that for like a, uh, like when they shrink down, they pick certain songs 
it's good when they do that for a bonus release, but don't do that for the main release. Don't start cutting things or shrinking okay. it down. I understand what you're saying. So in other words, yeah. So don't make don't make um, the disc shorter with extra tracks that kind of complete the show. I understand. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't think they would do that. That doesn't seem. I I, I really I I don't I don't think that that would even factor in. But I mean, you know, the the 31 bonus disc looks pretty good, even though I, I personally can't stand the ladies on minarets. But you know, it's a really good disc. Yeah, I don't have an opinion on it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that with you guys. There you All go. Right? Uh, I'm, to, I'm not. I don't. I don't get that excited over live releases simply because there's just such an abundance of live material out there via tapers and for band releases. Uh, there's there's some good stuff on there, man. I mean, I, I, and sometimes I don't recall hearing them until some of these tailgates, and I hear them, and I'm like, whoa, what's this? And so like, so you like it because it brings attention to that specific show because no i think there there's some really good performances that we have really good sounding uh, tapes of um i would love to make a dream concert of performances from the live track series like picking some of the best performances that are on the live tracks and making a concert out of it and making a kind of best of live tracks because there are actually i'm sorry to interrupt you i thought you had that on your itunes or was that <laughs> Not what we listen to, <laughs> but that I mean, there there's some stuff that you know I just hear and I'm like um, at a tailgate or something or so, uh, some you know wherever and I'm like, what what is this? And it turns out it's freaking live tracks twenty nine, live live tracks whatever. And I'm like, man, I need to re listen to that. There's some really good performances on here, and I don't and the the quality is what really makes it stand out. It's usually when when I really notice it is the quality is just really, really good. That's fair. That's fair. That, right. That's almost all I listen to is, is just all my favorite live releases that I put into a little playlist. You, and, yeah. but, but live releases as a whole release or as, um, no, just, individual just individual songs. tracks. You okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I'd... I have like sweet up and down from the summer tour of seven disc. I have song that Jane likes from warehouse live tracks. I would eight. like, I think, I think we, uh, next podcast, we need to go over what your playlist is. Okay. It'll take a while. So, we'll right. Oh, is that, that long? It's, um, um, a hundred and one uh, songs. Never mind. I thought you had a oh. refined, uh, like a 16 to 20, you know, kind of pick. George Petty at George Petty asks, <laughs> Ants, what are the chances of DMB2 slash, DMB2 slash the lovely ladies in 2015? And I'm going to go ahead and, and quantify that with they don't necessarily need to be the same, right? So DMB2 sets or the lovely ladies in 2015. Joe, go. Joe. There is a um, mathematically – zero um, percent chance for DMB two sets, and there is a seventeen percent chance for Lovely Ladies. Hmm. I don't know if it's zero, but I would say it's around four percent. Um, I, I just feel like it was something just a, a one-off, one-year thing. I, I you know, the the two sets, uh, the ladies. You know how I feel about it. I'm hoping they're not back. Um, would it shock me if they came back? No, not really. Um, if they announce it before the tour, is that going to sell tickets? No, not really. Um, so uh, I, I think it's a no to both. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would say 0% for DMB2 sets. Um, 
and probably the ladies are really low. Probably the same amount of likelihood that the Portland Timbers will actually field a good soccer team this year, with in most years actually too. So, Evan wow. Spencer, Evan R. Spencer uh, says, "Oh, this guy! Like what a what a jerk! What a jerk!" Apparently, Joe's a Timbers fan now, so <laughs> you guys can commiserate together. So, yes, Evan Spencer at Evan R. Spencer asks, Ants, what is the likely timeline for the next album? Jake. Uh, I would say next summer. That would put it at a uh, three-year window. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be around that time. If we go by Away From The World, um, that recording essentially happened in January, February, maybe a little into March. That was released on September 11th, 2012. So all the indications we have would be that the band wouldn't go into the studio maybe until November at the earliest. So I, I can't imagine the album coming out before July but how about of this? 2015. How, how long is it typically after they first start talking about it that the album shows up? Well, that's, I, that's at at I least was, nine months, right? Well, that, and that's what I was going to say is I think if we've learned anything from the last couple albums, the band is not on any timeline. That they go into the studios and in and what they come out with, if they're if it's made some progress, then the album's date is going to be sooner. If they feel like, you know what, we had a good session, but we're going to need more sessions, it gets pushed and really you know, not even pushed because it doesn't exist, but um, it, it's going to be longer. So I think it's I think they're probably hoping for next year, um, but really November sessions are going to be um, the, the biggest key to really determining that. Hmm. All right then. So. Kind of uh, related, uh, Kyle Hausman at K House to Go tweets: "Ants, do you think the next album will be all brand new songs or road tested? And and road tested like Shotgun, Idea of You, Can't Stop. God forbid he says his words. His words, not mine. <laughs> so are we talking about you know older style albums where it's stuff we've heard already. You know, throw Cornbread on there. Or are we talking like they've been doing the past few albums, all brand new songs, studio developed?" Historically speaking, albums that have a song that fans have heard before are better received than song than albums that don't have songs heard before. By what's by what? Well, where are you getting this stat from? Well, did Every Day have anything heard before? Okay, that's not a good example. Did but stand go up. On. Okay, stand up had one. I forgot about Hello Again. Poor Hello Again got stuck on that. Yeah, where the hell did that song go? Big Whiskey didn't. No. Nope. So, but I don't, away I don't from the world did. So, historically speaking, they do better. What was on away for the world? They did. Sweet. Oh, sweet. Oh, don't. Oh, oh sweet me. I don't think sweet is the album. Why people like you the want, album? My God, you want people to drown? It teaches you how to freaking swim for God's sake. This is great. <laughs> Uh, I I would pretty much completely disagree with that assessment. I, I think um, the albums are better recepted when fans haven't heard the songs. Better, better re- just so you know, guys, better recepted. Better recepted. We're going to call up Webster's right now and insert that. The Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. Did I say recepted? Did you see? Did you mean received by any chance? Did I say recepted? <laughs> Let's go to the tape. <laughs> 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 Let's go to the pod. Um, it'll be Who better. The, who's the best wide receptive for Ohio State? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, so okay. So here's a question from Tina. Ants, now that the summer is over, what can we recept from DMB and or Dave and Tim over the next six months? By the way, I have to mention that's my friend Tina, who I hung up with, hung out with in um, Jacksonville. So I love Tina. Oh, wonderful! Out there, yes, she's fantastic. Me and uh, the Razorback hung out with her uh, for most of the second set. She flew all the way in from California just to go to the Jacksonville show. So good for her. Um, but anyway, so I'll answer that question since she's my good personal friend. Um, I, I think you're going to see a couple Dave and Tim shows. There's there's uh, been rumblings of shows happening. You know, sometimes on the board you'll see people kind of pop in that uh, make very cryptic posts. So I would be surprised if there was not two to three to five Dave and Tim shows. Um, I don't know if you'll see the full band performing anything. I highly doubt you'll see like a, a fall tour, at least one here in America. It's getting very late. Yeah. Expect um, expect a nice little um, handful of merchandise to uh, want to put on your Christmas gift list. Oh yeah, I think that you'll see. I mean, uh, some sort of live release. You know, whether it's a live tracks or it's a, you know, I don't know what they call the other ones that that don't get the live tracks. DMB live. No, no, I meant like the the actual releases. Like, there's some that say live tracks and some that don't. Yeah, I, it's a it's a store it's a store live release. That's right. It's not part of the DMB Live series. No, DMB Live so. is the two track releases. That's totally different. This is just like a, a regular CD in store release, like like Joe was yeah. saying. Live in like Chicago. um live at the yeah, door. Oh, live, at, live in Chicago. Oh, okay. Live at um Red Rocks. Live in Atlantic City. Red Rocks. So I think you'll see at least one of that, whether it's a live tracks or the other version. Wouldn't surprise me to see a a, a DMB Live out there, also. And um, so, yeah, you know, I don't know if you'll see much more than that. Maybe maybe one release between now and then. And I doubt you'll see two. I don't know if there's enough time in the next six months. Yeah, six months gets us to February. That puts us right on the line for some other creative stuff to be happening. So, um, yeah, maybe just leave it at that. That's what will happen probably by February. Yes. All right. I think, well, I think that's fair. So that's about it for the uh, the questions. We have one more. We want to add a new segment now. These are um, questions that were asked to our Twitter account without using the Ants Podcast hashtag. So um, what we plan on doing with these is asking the question, identifying the question asker, but not giving you an answer. So Failed questions. Failed questions. Andy Hudson at HudsonWa76 asks, Ants Marching, do you think there'll be a fall or winter tour? I know TR3 is doing their own tour in the fall, so dot, dot, dot. So buttons. So nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good question. Yeah, things that make one. you go hum. Good question, Andy Hudson. <laughs> Maybe next time there'll be a hashtag. <laughs> we really appreciate everybody um, tweeting in. It, it's been a lot of fun, and we love answering your questions because it forces us to think about things we might not have. It keeps us on our toes. keeps Jake young as, as tough that, as that has become over the last few years. Because I am old. There you go. So drink all you playing the game along at home. But uh, yeah, Jake and Joe, um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, it's more more so with Jake because I've obviously spent nearly three hours with you tonight waiting for Joe. Yes. But uh, it's it's always been a good time, and uh, expect another podcast here in a week or so to wrap up the uh, the tour when it ends, um, which is nearly upon us. We got one more show tonight, and then another, and when a couple nights. 
tonight and tomorrow, which is the day that you're we're recording this. So it's Chula Vista, and then it's Irvine, which is outside LA, I believe. It's very possible That's... by the time you hear this, the summer 2014 DMV2S tour will be over finito. So uh, we will be coming back at you with one more podcast to wrap up the tour, and then who knows, go from there. So once again, guys and ladies, thank you so much for listening to the Ants Marching Dog podcast. We uh, we love doing this for you. This is a lot of fun for us as well. Uh, check out Ants. Grab um, grab one of those bottle openers before they go. They're fantastically gorgeous, wonderful, high-quality stuff. And um, hit us on Twitter at Ants Marching, and of course, uh, hit us at AntsMarching.org. So, Jake and Joe, you folks have a good night. Everybody out there listening, thank you very much. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.